in seven minutes' time, you're going to be farting. <laughs> you're going to be farting bad. You're going to be farting constantly. Last night, I woke up with a lot of blood on my hands. Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast that's currently uh, cruising at about 35,000 feet up in the air. If you uh, look out to your left side, you can uh, see the Statue of Liberty. Uh, we will be uh, descending into Dallas here uh, within the next 45 minutes or so. And uh, current uh, temperature yeah. there is uh, 172 degrees, uh, partly cloudy. Uh, stewardesses and stewards, uh, go ahead and uh, make sure everybody has their tray tables up in an upright position and uh, prepare for uh, departure. Oh, that made no sense. So we're in the air. <laughs> out to the left is the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. 45 minutes out from landing in Dallas. And then also put your trays up because <laughs> we're about to depart. Who the fuck is flying my plane? Who the fuck pays attention to what they're saying anyway? Do you? <laughs> No, it's just the light, and you hear the dong. Yeah. And you're like, okay, no cigarettes anymore. And, and it cuts into <laughs> your... You know what? I, I remember flying when you could smoke. I remember, I remember smoking when you could fly. I remember doing both. But yeah, you had to go to the back of the plane, and you could fucking light up. It's kind of cool. When, uh, when I went over to Germany, um, went back there, and me and my friends lit up, and we smoked a little bit of cigarettes and uh, the captain was uh, okay with that. Uh, you have a pretty good captain voice. Guys, just uh, go ahead and uh, go back there and light up. It's kind and, of a mix uh, of Heath Ledger Joker, too. You think? What? It's like, because <laughs> he was very monotone and like low and he had some uhs in there, too. I really don't remember what he sounded like. I remember Bane. ish to that. That was Tom Hardy. Is he bad? I, I, what is he saying? I'm going to kill Should we be afraid of him? I, I, he, he looks menacing, but I, I'm not sure. What, what is he saying? You knew that was Tom Hardy, though, right? Um, I guess I didn't know in then, hindsight, maybe. After I, I learned at some point. That that was Tom Hardy. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, anyway, this is... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. What episode is this, Jack? 204. This is episode number 203. Damn, but, uh, I almost thanks, said that. Uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. Okay, Jack, you were talking earlier today about um, people getting electrocuted, um, just yeah. touching, you know, those the power lines. It lights and, and, out. Yeah, and just boom, they're done. I, uh, I had Machete Kills on last night in the background. Did that happen? No. He, uh, he was fighting somebody, and uh, he had somebody, like, by the neck, and he stuck his big machete into like a, a power grid box or something like that where it started electrocuting. And the electrical flow went through his machete all the way through both arms 
and they electrocuted the that guy. That is so ridiculous. It, it didn't affect Machete at all. I loved it. I thought that was great. If I'd have known, I would have asked him about that when we went and met him a, a couple months ago. Hey, was that real? <laughs> I'm sure it was. You remember that time? That time where you didn't die? <laughs> But electricity works in weird ways, too. Not that weird. Well, yeah, not that weird, but sometimes you would think, like, I don't know, it's finicky. My my friend that went to, like, lineman school was, you know, I didn't listen to all of it that well, but he's telling me all sorts of shit, and I'm like, what? Good story. Uh, Thanks. So you want to see how weird it is? We can uh, continue recording, and I can hand you this fork, and you can uh, put it in this socket down there, and we'll just see what happens. I've, I've seen videos of people doing that in class and stuff. Have you ever been, not electrocuted, but have you ever been like when you're plugging something in or something and it goes, yeah, just fucking vibrate your whole body? So the, the shocks I've had is like playground slides, you know? Uh, Wear, like wearing socks on carpet and touching a doorknob. Fake gum packs, you know? The ones that have the, it's like okay. a box. Yeah. Um. Nine volt battery on the tongue, <laughs> and then when I was really, really young, definitely single digits, like six or seven, I was unplugging the PS2, I think, and my fingers, my pointer and my thumb both touched the prongs while they were halfway in, and I just remember my fingers felt like super vibrated, Yeah, and my vision was a little fuzzy, and I was like, I just laid down for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I've done that, I just wonder, how close was I to death? I mean, I know it wasn't, but, yeah. it, but doesn't it feel like you narrowly escaped? It feels like, whew. Yeah, you, you're you just catching on fire. And, and getting shocked just feels different than you think. Yeah. You feel like it's going to be all sharp. <sighs> it, it's not. No, it's, it, it's. It feels like a horrible vibration. Mm -hmm. You couldn't necessarily say that it like hurts, at least like touching the, the plug prongs. I mean, the. Getting shocked on a playground slide definitely fucking hurts. But that kind of electrocution, it's 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 been like fucking 17 years since it happened, and I can still remember how it felt. <laughs> it's such a violent, it violent really vibration feeling. Oh, it's awful. I grew up in the 70s, so that shit happened to me multiple times <laughs> during that time. Because a lot of the things that I got... You know, I've said it before, my parents picked up stuff uh, on trash day off the corner and brought it in the house. Yeah. And, and they brought in this fucking organ one time that was, I don't know, about three feet wide. And uh, you plugged it in. And I mean, it it was an organ. And uh, man, that thing either, I, look, I don't know about electricity or whatever, but uh, th I feel like this is the, the smart thing to say. Like it wasn't grounded very well or something. <laughs> and so whenever I would plug it in or whenever I would pull it out, yeah, it would it would give me it would give me that. I'm I'm probably like I started wearing like a glove when when I did it. <laughs> yeah. Like I unplugged it every time because I just felt like, dude, if I leave that plug <laughs> in, blow up yeah. the house. Yeah, but man, that that is a, a really shitty feeling. Electricity scary. It it really really is. All right, Jack. It's been a while. What do you say we get into a little uh, shit that bothers me? Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, Jack, you know what bothers me? What? Um, bathroom doors that are pull from the inside. Like when you go in there and go to the bathroom, and then you, you try to leave the bathroom, and you have to pull rather than push. 
Why? Because my my hands, right? Like I wash them. I don't want to have to fucking pull on a door where other people may have, you know, not washed their hands. And so all their pee and fecal matter germs are, are on the door handle. I guess I never really thought about it because it's never really bothered me that much. It's fucking gross, man. And, and it is gross. It's not too fucking hard to make it to where you can push a door open, right? What, how what? about a, like one of those kitchen doors that goes both ways? Okay, yeah. So it has a handle if you want, or, or you could push it too. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I have seen some that have like a little foot catch where you can put your shoe and pull it. See, that's nice. But that's gross too because people are fucking standing in urine, right? And Okay, but you've walked in there anyway. Do you really care what's on your shoe? Yeah, as long as there's not poop smeared on my shoe or someone pees on the top of my shoe, then I have no problems with what is touching my shoe, well, especially you, the bottom. I'm not like yeah, licking really, the bottom or putting my shoes on the counter or anything when I get home. How much for you to um, go into a bathroom and then uh, take, take a piss? And, you know, it's the floor by every urinal is a uh, slick. It's it's slick, but it's not slick in a way like uh, somebody just like freshly mopped. It's like slick and oozy kind of at the same time. Yeah. How much for you to go into one of those uh, bathrooms with a floor like that and uh, come out and uh, lick the bottom of your shoe? How much money? Well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> one million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said one and i'm eagerly awaiting to see if you're gonna say hundred thousand or one thousand and i was like if he says million i'm saying yes all right it, it is one hundred thousand dollars a long lick like a so okay so the the lick is from heel to toe yes and it has slow the, slow and i want you to not just get the tip of your tongue i want it to go like all the way like the middle of your tongue you know not just like one of these okay so i'm sticking like, my tongue out like i'm at the doctor yes or, or with steven seagal <laughs> yes <laughs> um i'm a hundred thousand okay i I've, I've never fully known std stuff could i get an std from licking is okay let's say okay Let's say that this is this bathroom is safe from sex fluids. We have stuff. no idea. Oh, I mean, look, okay. I'm not saying that it's at a fucking so uh, if, so what, one of those me... side of the road jerk it stores that says triple okay. X on it videos where so truck drivers just go in there and, and squirt on the rubber floor. It's purely it's not just purely the piss aspect that I could get AIDS or hepatitis or something too. <laughs> then it's just not worth. If All I'm right, going to get you, AIDS you, from licking the okay. bottom of the shoe, there is no price All right, we're taking, worth getting AIDS. We're going to take AIDS out of the equation. You will not get AIDS. But what about the other really shitty ones? Uh, there's been so many times where it's like, well, you, you read anything about an STD and it says bodily fluids. And then it's like, well, but saliva doesn't give it to you. Okay, then what? <laughs> what is this gray area? What about pee or poop? Is it just cum or does my, does my wart have to touch you? I'm sure for the warts and stuff or crabs, it's direct. But like you wake up and the inside of your vagina is red and itchy or, or your dick is throbbing and oozing green. What is that like? The, the condoms are to prevent the physical touch. But what about, I mean, there's blood. 
You you get their blood, you get it. But do I have to ingest their blood? Does their I, blood have to go into my blood? Moviemuggin at gmail.com. Like, let us know. Like if I drink someone's blood and they have AIDS, do I get AIDS or do I have to share a needle with them? I think you get AIDS if you drink somebody's blood who has AIDS. It's like why this should be... You know how I say school is completely and utterly useless? <laughs> this is why. Why am I not learning money things? And then why is health optional? I didn't take health because I didn't want to see birth. But, you know, everyone should know everything about STDs because, you know what, that would probably make the spread of them a lot slower. You know, that's part of sex ed. You know, sex ed isn't just like, okay, so this is what it looks like and you... Move your pelvis forward and backward. Um, and child, you know, that's that's not, there's so much to it. There's a... Uh, you should know what every single STD is. And that should be, you know, like how you have vocab quizzes and spelling tests. How about matching the definition of each STD with the actual word? Not just word. If they were to show kids pictures yeah. of, of what it does... And what then, is this class? Yeah. I mean, you have to, it's kind of rough because... Health was eighth grade. That's when I could have taken it. You know, showing a bunch of 13, 14 year olds a gonorrhea I mean, dick isn't great. Isn't that the time where they start fucking each other, I, though? Yeah, or even before, I guess. But pure <laughs> educational purposes, I guess, yeah, that's fine. It just feels weird. I agree. They don't teach good shit in school. They teach shit that does not fucking matter. Yeah. Like, do you fucking need to know the history of the United States? No, not, I mean, it's not, important to know the shortcomings of your government and, and, you know, the big failures. But why do I need to know 1776? You don't. These guys signed a paper. Oh, look at that picture of George Washington on a boat. Awesome. Look, some of it is cool. And then some of it like is, is totally not. Oh. Most of it is totally not. Manifest destiny. I don't care. We spent so long on manifest destiny the Oregon Trail crap. It's like, I don't care that this lady in a bonnet died from, sh she caught the tiniest cold ever and died instantly. I don't give a shit. The only thing I care about is, did they get a tomahawk in the face? Oh, cool. Yeah, fuck the settlers. Yeah. They're ma trash. Manifest Killed Destiny. Everybody. Manifest Destiny led to fucking genocide. It, yeah. it was the Americans are like, this is our God-given right to have all this land. You're delusional. Yeah, and so they were God like, God-given well, right? It's called mental health disorder. God wants us to have it. You're in my way. <laughs> I'm going to look at you, and you're going to die of <laughs> tuberculosis. Yeah, here's some anthrax blankets. Good <laughs> luck to you. Yeah, God. Another thing that bothers me is if your only way of drying your hands is, is hitting your elbow against one of those fucking silver hockey puck things and putting your hands underneath the fucking... Oh, fuck you if you have that. The air? Yes. Oh, fuck you. Those are extremely unsanitary by the way. I believe it. Cuz that just it's covering your hands in shit is what it's doing. Ugh. Shit and piss. So, back in the 70s, some bathrooms had this fucking thing on the wall that had uh like a cloth that went down and then up the back side of it. And you would clean your hands and then you would pull it down. And like it, it just it, it was a constant loop. So it's just extremely wet and dirty all the time. I you know, I don't think there was a cleaning apparatus that that it went through. Maybe in the it was top. really tight and would like wring it oh, out. It doesn't fucking matter, and then man. The employee had to come like with the key and empty it onto the floor and then mop the floor with it. I I think the thinking was 
you dry your hands, then you pull it down so the next guy gets gets the dry part, and then you dry. And you know, it's just I bet a, a lot horrible. Of just did not pull it. Horrible thing. Um, but yeah, normally I'll get like a paper towel, and then I'll just put it over my hand, and I'll grab the door, and I'll, I'll try to throw the paper towel into the trash. And, and a lot of times those trashers is just like this little hole next between the sinks. And like, I'll do my best, but I don't always hit it, but I don't give a fuck, right? You're going to do your door like that? Fuck you. Pick up my fucking, well, I guess the person picking it up didn't have anything to do with the door, but you know, I'm going to do what I need to do to protect myself. So uh, that bothers me when uh, doors are not pushed from bathrooms. I have a little bathroom additive. I know you don't sit on a toilet anywhere, but at home. I've had to. But like... At work, you know. Uh, I've I've had to twice at this job that I've had for uh, the last four years. So at work, you know, so for me, it's public bathrooms. Bathrooms that have like two urinals, multiple stalls and stuff. I don't sit on those. But uh, when I worked at Vans, we had an employee bathroom that's pretty spacious, bigger than the size of one of the big handicap stalls. And only our employees go in there. And 90% of the time when the employees go in there, it's for nothing. It's to get away. And, you know, when my feet are killing because I have shit feet, I, I go sit on the toilet. I sit in there. I, I take a fucking break. And I'm not going to stand. What I hate is when the seat is up. And then you're like with this dilemma because I'd much rather touch a door, like a pull door to open it. Uh, to exit the bathroom, then touch this toilet seat that piss and ass has been on, especially for busy and people are sweating. You you don't know, and I, I I came up with the ninja move of I I lift one leg up and put the bottom of my shoe on. You know the lid is facing just straight up, <laughs> and it's separated like into a, a magnet like kind of shape. Yeah, yeah, and I I. Understand. I pull it out quickly and then ninja move my foot under it to catch it Gross. on on the top of my foot but it's on my shoe it doesn't and it's dry mostly like when it's on the toilet at least on the underside of the seat which is always bigger than the little rim you know you're not really getting shit on there but that bothers me you mentioned something about sweat another thing that bothers me if you ever sat down on a toilet seat when you're all sweaty yeah. It's a horrible feeling. You know what's way worse? What? Is you ever wiped your butt after you showered, like soon after yeah, you showered. Yeah. And you can't do anything no, about it. No. I and mean, if you have like a. Might as well shower again. If you have a butt wipe, fine. That's helpful. But if you ever try to do it with toilet paper and then you have a wet rug in between your cheeks, like me and you, it just it doesn't work. Nope. Does not work. And then you got to pull your pants back up <laughs> and your underwear is all dragging and yeah. snagging on your yeah. legs. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. All right, Jack. Oh, wait a minute. Um, So what's the least amount of money you would uh, lick that shoe for if AIDS was uh, off the table? Would you do it for $100,000? Yeah. Would you do it for uh, $49? No. Okay. <laughs> $49 isn't shit. It's going to get you like two groceries. Seventeen thousand four hundred dollars see that's pretty good i mean yeah and i mean hepatitis at least some of them are treatable eight thousand dollars even what how okay when we get start to get this <laughs> low of money 
What are my chances of contracting these different diseases? I don't. They don't change can no it, matter what. Can it not just be about the fact that I'm licking something and you see a visible pile up on my tongue? Or, <laughs> oh, God. Or can it not just, like, can it, can <laughs> oh. that be the only consequence of oh. the fact that I know there's piss and I'm tasting it? Uh. And when you walk out of one of those bathrooms, it's not like you don't see anything on the bottom of your shoe except for... Like on the bottom of vans, you got that like honeycomb waffle shit, mm-hmm. and you can see on the like the parts that aren't inward, it would be like glimmering or like shiny yeah, or something, showing yeah. that they're wet. Yeah, that's realistically the worst your the bottom of your shoe is ever gonna really look, unless you go into like a come and go in bumfuck Oklahoma or something, then then you should be pretty fine. You're not really gonna actually have like a sludge pile up on your tongue. I just want to get to a number where our listeners can fund it and uh, we can make it happen. I don't really want to do 8,000. That doesn't, if my hospital bill is going to be, <laughs> I then, you know, we live in America. I probably shouldn't do it for less than 100,000. Yeah. Because, you That's know, if, if I have a bruise on my pinky toe and I go to the hospital for it, I'm going to pay, be paying it off the rest of my damn life. All right, Jack, you know what else bothers me? What? When I, uh, when I'm wiping and I, you know, I get the all clear, and then uh, later on in the day, you you like feel like you didn't do a good enough job, and then so you go back like your butthole itches. Yeah, like it's angry. Like yeah, yeah. It, it itches, and so you go back later and uh, wipe again, and yeah, it's there. There's still some there, but there wasn't earlier. It was like a false positive or something. I I don't get those because generally. If I take a shit, I can already kind of somewhat have a decent guess of, oh, God, this is going to be 13 wipes or <laughs> this is going to be one. I never wipe once, ever. And I No, me use, either. We use... Double tap. Like, we have wipes here. Yeah, you, you wipe and you're like, there's not really that... It's like there's like a streak on there. Oh. A pale streak. <laughs> you know, like... If if you wipe and there's a bunch of poop on it, yeah, I'm not reusing that one. Well, no. But I'll, like, fold the wipe in half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And that's sometimes I'd be like, I think I'm good. But if I think like that, I'd do it again. And then then I'll be like, I know I'm good. I don't know. I've gotten a good radar over the years for that. Of You either know or you kind of know that you're chancing like one percent but one percent <laughs> chance to have poopy ass just means i wipe another time but i do too and like, most of the time so i'll do that double wipe and i'll be like i'm good i'm good mm, let me just w- let me go again and then it's always blank it's like somebody taking a pregnancy test oh yeah it, it turned out this way but i i need to double check that, I, that's I what i do six times check for pregnancy that's a little more of a, a little more of a serious issue poopy butt doesn't really compare to being pregnant but when i say i get the all clear like there's nothing and then i go again just to confirm that there's nothing but then later on in the day it's like some was hiding somewhere <laughs> or some is like is the coast clear let let's come on out and uh and 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 make it's his just asshole oozes, angry oozes yeah out of your, I, I don't get it man lose butthole it's just it's a terrible feeling and then you go and you wipe, and yeah, sure enough, there, there's a little bit there, and you're just like, motherfucker, man. Motherfucker. All right, Jack. Lastly, you know what else bothers me? What? The fact that I'm never going to jump on a trampoline again, and I can't remember the last time I did, and I wish I would have known 
the last time I was jumping on a trampoline that it was going to be my last time. It's just as you get older, those milestones are going to come, and you never know when it's going to be your last time to jump on a trampoline or something. Yeah, and I guess I guess I never really thought about it. Um, as you get older, it's like all in the knees. Yeah, and I fuck. I can't, there's no way, dude. I when your knees blast if you did it. You know, I got I got a bad knee anyway. Had surgery on it. Did fucking nothing. Fuck that doctor. <laughs> he told me I was gonna be able to run again. Piece of shit. Um, yeah, if I went and jumped on a trampoline, I'd probably be on the highway to a knee replacement. Yeah. So there, there's no way I'm ever doing that again. And jumping on trampolines was fun as fuck. So, I mean, I... Now, like the classic backyard trampoline, like one that blew into our backyard that one time. Yeah. That's that's different. And those are different than like a trampoline park one. Well, okay. The trampoline one park ones are, are thicker. And I, I feel like you... And it would be easier and also less scary. Because, you know, if you fall through a trampoline in your backyard, I feel like your knee is going to go the wrong way when you hit the lawn. I'm not worried about falling through well, it. Well, yeah, but it, it just feels like more supportive maybe. Like, you know, they got this, like the squares. It's all gridded out in the trampoline park. I feel like you could just have your own square and not go crazy. But I, I want to go crazy. I don't want to just half-ass jump on a trampoline. That's fucking boring. Yeah. I want to go up in the air, land on my butt, then land on my feet, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe do a flip. You know, that's, that's the shit. My neighbor used to have a trampoline back in the day when there was fucking... I mean, there were pads for the side, but there certainly weren't any nets that were going to catch you. And uh, he was bigger than me, and every now and then he would time it where I would hit the trampoline right at that point. Bounce. He'd fucking, yep. fucking rocket me way That's up in the air. was always the scariest feeling. Oh, terrible feeling. Like, it doesn't do any good, but when you're flying through the air... You're flailing your arms and your legs yeah, like you're, you're going to swim your way to safety or something. Uh, you're just going to land on a trampoline, uh, and realistically, you're like seven feet in the air. Oh, uh, no, but... <laughs> it's not a, that... I don't know why. I always felt like I was dead. I know. <laughs> but Terrible I, feeling. I, it felt like I just fell off a cliff or something. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm saying goodbye, Mom. <laughs> yeah. You're recording yourself, your camcorder. If I don't make it. I want you guys to know this. And it feels like you have all five minutes mm -hmm. to record that while you're falling. Yeah, that's a one of those other terrible childhood feelings, just like electrocuting yourself or mini electrocuting yourself or yeah. shocking yourself or whatever you would Going in the that. deep end of the pool. Oh, man. And that concludes Shit That Bothers Me. Dude, please don't carry on a conversation with the cashier. There's a fucking line, and she doesn't give a shit anyway. Of all the fucking places, all the empty seats in here, and you want to pick this one right next to me? Is that what's fucking happening? No, I don't want to join your rewards program. All right, Jack, I uh, I had an in the news for you, but I feel like I'm going to save it for a future episode. And it's okay. not going to be the next episode, because I have a challenge for you, Jack. I want you to handle lobby time. All of it. Next from, episode? Yep. From the introduction all the way through all the stuff in it. And if you want to do it in the news or if you want to do a shit that bothers me or whatever, I, I want you to handle all the content, all of it. And then and then take us all the way into, uh, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room. Okay, so do you want me to even do the welcome to movie mug? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I want you to do, 
It's lobby time, and I want With you to Jack and Vince. Yep, I want you to to do that okay. and uh, handle all the content in the middle of it. That'd be fun. Okay, you down? Yeah. All right. I'll see if we can if we have any ask Vince's. Maybe maybe you should open up the email for that. No, to help me out. No, no, it's it's a it's a nasty Jack world. Uh, lastly, Jack. So two priests are driving down the road, and they get pulled over by a cop. And the cop says, do you know why I pulled you over? And uh, the driver's like, no. And he says, well, we're, uh, we're looking for two child molesters. Hmm. And the priest says, uh, where do we sign up? Damn. Priest jokes are good. I feel like even like devout Catholic people, it's like, you're really mad that I just said that joke? Got to understand, you know? Like, you, you got to understand. You can't really be mad that we're... And you can't. Like, if you get offended about that, I feel like you got to be somewhat of a softy. I feel like... You got to embrace that you, you're you not them. You never will be, maybe. Unless you, you become a priest, then, yeah, you probably will be. But I'm... Again. But it's just... Come on. I feel like uh, Catholics are some of the biggest sinners. Because all they got to do is go back to church and sit in a little box and, and confess. And then all they say is, like... um. Say uh, 20 Hail Marys and, uh, I don't know, splash your face with uh, some of the water we have over there. Like, like From they, the LK water yeah, fountain. They don't really make them do anything, right? Yeah, oh, they it's don't okay. hold you accountable. No, they don't. I guess no religion really holds you accountable no, because it's supposed to appeal to the human mind and logic as much as possible to make you feel good and, you know, give you your purpose in life. You know, so... If you had to get your hand cut off every time you did something bad, the world would be a whole lot different. But all they have you do is, you know, that some guy went to Party City and got the fucking Velcro father thing, and he just has a black T-shirt on. He's like, all right, tell me. And you're like, well, I chopped this lady into bits. And they're like, okay, um, do that finger cross thing, and <laughs> yeah. you're good. You did right? nothing wrong. And that's kind of why You're absolved. And that's kind of why I think that the Catholics they like sin more because like if you're a Baptist or a Methodist or something, it's just the oh you've been forgiven, right? But you go to a Catholic church and there's somebody who's just like yep you're forgiven, right? Yeah, you're, you, you're forgiven. You, you can go back every fucking day. Confirmation yeah. and the fact that you did this thing to absolve, not just like well. Kind of be feeling like you're in limbo. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just drove drunk and killed eight people in their minivan. Am I forgiven? And, but yeah, if you're Catholic, be like, hey, boss, this is what I did. And he's like, all right, yeah, you're good. I wonder if there's a limit, though. I, I wonder if you went in there and you're like, uh, last night I woke up with a lot of blood on my hands and uh, my entire family is uh, in little pieces in the backyard. In the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the... You know, at that point, does the priest or whoever just get out of that little booth that y'all are in and pull back the curtain where you are and just kind of drag you out and do <laughs> something? The police. Or are they just like, well, you know, um, you send and uh, you're going to have to do a whole lot of those uh, finger cross things and Hail yeah. Marys and all the other shit. They, they have to and have... And make sure you look up and point up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like football players. Yeah. But like there has to be a limit. Right, there has to be something where the priest is like, "Oh hell no," <laughs> right? Oh heaven, sorry, no, you mean I can't, I can't help you there. <laughs> but if you're a Catholic and you know kind of what the limit is to where you can get out of shit with uh, just a confession, 
Movementmugging um, at gmail.com. I would like to know at what point that shit doesn't work anymore. And also, what is there like a like a dead zone to this kind of thing? Like, say sin goes in a range of one to ten in severity, and then one would be being like cunt. I just said cunt. That's a bad word. You wouldn't really confess that. So where where do you where does that line start? Do you start at three point five? Like, what is a three point five? Mm-hmm. And also. You know, like you see it in all the in a bunch of comedy movies, like oh brother, confess your sins, and then the guy starts talking. They're like, dude, you're here again. Like one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like they they start to know each other. It's like, nope, you're good, you're good. Go yeah. go go go. Damn it, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> why are you back here? Like, what if, is there a limit? I'm sure there's not. But imagine that they gave you like a twenty confession a month allowance or something. And, and, you know, anything past that, you're going straight to fucking yeah, hell. Can't help you, bud. <laughs> Sorry. Jack, you've used uh, 13 confessions in the first three days of this <laughs> month, pal. You need yeah. to chill the fuck out. Well, what if you... But then you can just, like, not confess to certain things. Yeah. Why do people confess? Is it because they feel guilt? Are there... Tradition, possibly? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I feel like Catholicism is just too serious. And you know that priest knows who you are because... Yeah, the, the, it's that, like, oh, look at this privacy barrier. That, yeah, that you can, uh, we got a chain link fence in between right? us. Can't see you. Yeah. Okay, I, and don't worry, I'm going to keep facing straight forward. Like, no, you're not. You're side-eyeing the whole time. And not either. You could stand fucking eight feet away from someone doing their confessions and hear what they're saying. It's like this flimsy wooden box that I feel like... If you pushed it from one side, it would fall into like one flat piece. Right. Like a cardboard box where the flaps are like folded in. Just like some kid built a booth for ticket sales (laughs) for his backyard circus. Paper and scotch tape. Yeah. Can you imagine being a a priest and just knowing all the shit you know about the people that are out there listening to you? Lots of power. No doubt, man. Hey, uh, I I know lots of power. One, because you're a priest, you can kind of lie to anybody. Not anybody, but a lot of these more gullible people, you know, do exactly what Joseph Smith did. Hey, God, talk to me. <laughs> do this for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, you're powerful in that regard, and also the fact that you can blackmail the mayor. You can blackmail fucking anybody yeah. that has, True. you know, like, bought in or joined or whatever into your religion. I think priests, like, stand near the door as people are leaving and, like, uh, tell them goodbye and I can just imagine, you know, somebody that was just in your booth telling you some shit, you uh, you pull them a little bit closer while you're shaking that hand and be like, uh, you just passed that plate without putting anything in it today, uh, Paul. Go ahead, um, put it in my pocket. Maybe your wife would like to uh, know about that uh, that hooker that was in your trunk. Um, <laughs> she, she doesn't have to know, um, but she, you know, she could, I don't know, figure it out somehow. But I'm uh, going to tell Loretta that you fucked her sister. <laughs> yeah. You know, they always say that that confessing, like something you've been holding in, makes you feel better, like it takes a load off. But it, you're just giving that information freely to somebody else. You don't know what they're going to do with that. You, yeah. You know, at any time, they could uh, renounce their faith and write a fucking book, a tell-all of, of all the shit that anybody has ever fucking done. Or they could be, well, I mean, obviously they're not all child molesters, but they have no problem committing crimes, you know? <laughs> they've they, Enough yeah. of them have shown that. So I think if I were to have done something terrible and then I give that information to somebody else, it might feel good in the moment, 
But then later on, I'm like, fuck, now two people know it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Depends on what you're saying to them. Too. Who's he going to tell? Right. I mean, he doesn't have a wife, so he's not going to tell yeah, the, her. Where's but, the HIPAA compliancy? You know, I didn't yeah. have to sign a, a HIPAA agreement. Like, I, I know what, like, the priests in Ireland or whatever, they fucking, they drink, man. They go to pubs, don't they? Right. I'm, I'm assuming they do. And it's you, Ireland. You, you have a couple pints and then you start fucking telling some tales, you know? Don't yeah. tell your priest shit, man. And don't fucking do it. It definitely does feel good or can, like, the weight off your shoulders. But I feel like you would just be better off figuring out a way to do it all internally. <laughs> yeah. But if you can find a way to happily ignore mistakes for a large portion of your life, I think you'd be better off. Or you could uh, turn it off <laughs> like a light switch. I, I can't do that. You know, people, like I went to church for a while, and people talked about confessing your sins, and, and sometimes, like they say, write it on a piece of paper and then uh, throw it in the fire. You know, you've you've let it out in a way. But that's fucking horseshit. I know. But that makes no sense. It's it's like saying your sins into a paper bag and then wadding that up and, and throwing it in a fire. Well, it, but a, then it's gonna <laughs> when the fire when the bag burns, then no. I was gonna hear what you said into yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like when you scream into a pot and put a lid on it. Yeah. <laughs> but that that is such horseshit that yeah. that is so cringe. If you believe it's, like that <laughs> that you get your paper bag. I accidentally ran over someone, and I think they died, but I, I fled the scene. You throw it in the fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm innocent. I feel so good. I, I think no, come on. That's called denial. <laughs> you're, you're not ready to deal with it yet, and you never will be. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all kind of stupid. But uh, <laughs> keep, you, keep your sins to yourself if you <laughs> yeah. want to. Yeah, just uh, push that shit way, way down. Just yeah. re repress that stuff. All right, Jack, you got anything else? I know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, this movie came out in 2006. It is rated R. It is one hour and 57 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 61%. IMDb, 7.6 out of 10, and 79% of Google users like this movie. All right, let's see what the uh, Mormon mothers have to say. There are several uses of holy mackerel. Well, he says it's rated R. There are uh, colorfully worded insults like motherless dogs, philosophers, and boy lovers. There's also four uses of hell and one use of whore. Okay, this is, it's too recent. It can't be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But I heard motherless dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's totally. No, it was motherless goat. Still, and then holy mackerel. Why, why is this rated R? How much like vaginal mutilation is in this movie? Gosh, and if it's, I will never pick a movie <laughs> with vaginal mutilation. You have what? Terrifier. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess I would call that more than. I would vaginal never mutilation. knowingly. <laughs> I would never knowingly pick a movie with vaginal mutilation. I'm, yeah, I really from did. What didn't I heard I? when I went downstairs last night. Was, oh. I heard some vaginal mutilation going on. Driving to Pound Town. <laughs> So it's rated R from 2006, and the only bad word that I recall you saying is one use of whore. So what happens? How many people get their throats slit by a bone saw? Well, you know, I, <laughs> you'll I'm just have to find out. I'm very confused. This movie is called Babe Pig in the City. What? Rated, no, I'm just kidding. I was like, rated R? Is that not like G? Yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's get back to the Mormon mothers real quick. Oh, um, so you read the so all the other stats were real, and then the babe thing. Mormon mothers were babe. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen babe. No, the Mormon mothers are actually for this movie. Okay, that's well, rated R. Then all right, let's see what else the Mormon mothers have to say. Some female dresses are pretty revealing. Sweet. A nude man looks out a window and his butt is seen. He goes to sit down and you see full frontal nudity, <laughs> but it's all in a shadow. And then some someone says, holy mackerel. And lastly, a man makes a remark about a young man being too young to have felt the warmth of a woman. Okay, so you see a, a dick and maybe some butts or cleavage. That is not enough to make it R. So what are we missing? Jack, why is this rated R? There's no language. I mean, I, I guess like moderate nudity. It sounds like, I guess, maybe severe for one part of it. Or I guess it's only seen in a shadow. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so the fucking mild nudity, one use of horror. Where is the the vaginal mutilation? Where Where is it? I don't know, Jack, but uh, the Mormon mothers also say the violence in this movie is graphic, it's very bloody, <laughs> and violent movie. Cool. This movie is called 300. It's a... Uh, Oh, no, that's not on my list. It's The other one is. It's been on there for like five years. The other 300? Yeah. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. I figure it's a gamble. I, I bet it's trash, but this one's good. I, and there's definitely boobs in this movie. Why didn't, well, I, didn't the talk, mothers I don't, didn't I don't read everything the Mormon mothers have to say. <laughs> Whose dick is in the shadow? I'm, I guess like Leonidas? Maybe Leonidas? Is Xerxes? Yeah, I don't know. Xerxes' dick would be so fucking big. Oh, he definitely has the, uh, what is it, Prince Albert. He's fucking tripod. Yeah, with <laughs> Prince Albert. Yeah, he definitely has like four of them. Yeah, it also says that there's a severe nudity in here. Isn't there just like every woman is wearing clothes and both of her boobs are out? It's, it's less of a dress and more of like one of those chain lingerie type things. And Leonidas's buttocks are briefly shown in the shadows as well. <laughs> All right, well, I didn't really get a reaction other than, oh, yeah, well, I, I had the second one on there. I, I'm a little disappointed because I thought you were going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, here we um, go. Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to watch I it. I mean, it's right up your fucking alley, just yeah, a, a ton of violence. And Spartans are possibly like the coolest military unit of all time ever. Well, how about a little excitement? Yeah. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to scream in the mic if it's not. <laughs> all right, Woo! well, I'll. Uh... <laughs> what, I am excited. I want to watch it. Let's uh, let me go get a pillow for your lap, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I mean, you know. Every time Leonidas's abs are shown on screen, oh, there's a lot of abs in here. Yeah, a lot of abs. And the guy with the eye patch, he's cool. All right, you ready to do it? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. <laughs> and we are back after watching 2006's 300. Uh, starring Gerard Butler, who you recognized from uh, one of your all-time favorite rom-com movies, The Ugly Truth, which if you have yeah. not listened to The Ugly Truth episode... That was, there's a realization, a whole breakthrough. There was. Jack, it never really sat down and watched a, a romantic comedy, but we asked our uh, dear listeners to uh, send in some rom-com suggestions because uh, it, was, uh, it was Valentine's Day? Yeah. Um, but anyway, The Ugly Truth was uh, was picked, and it starred uh, Gerard Butler and uh, Catherine Heigl, and it was... No, it's not Heigl. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a callback. Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was, it was a ridiculous romantic comedy movie that Jack hated the fact that he loved it. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, I did. He was just shitting all over it oh, for a lot of the episode, sucker. and then he came to a point where. <laughs> he said he was like a 40-year-old white woman or something. Yeah, yeah he just, whatever. He fell in love with it. I, so, I, I was angry to about that episode. it, and then I had one too many glasses of red wine. No, he, well, he had a moment of clarity for sure. Yeah. But uh, go back and listen to that one because it's The so, greatest, worst movie It's so ever. funny when, when he comes to the realization that he liked it. Uh, this movie also stars Michael Fassbender, which is a pretty kick-ass name. I'm... I like it. I mean, you said fast bender, and what do you think the first thing I thought of was? He's quick to bend over. Oh, uh, yeah. But oh, that guy over there, yeah, we call him fast bender. Yeah. And then, okay. then you know, it, it, the scene in that movie, it's like pitch black, and then the lights turn on, and they're in one of those Leatherman bars. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah, it's, uh, yeah take that's, that back. fast bender. Everyone's been inside that tush. Gosh, gross. <laughs> Uh, he was also in uh, Alien Covenant, which is a movie we've done. Was he a, the droid? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. And uh, Inglorious Bastards. So he's, he's now been in three movies that we've done. And he's an awesome actor. It also starred as the queen of Sparta, Lena Hetty, which was also in a movie called Dread. Wow, that's her? She was Mama. Okay. Completely different look. I really didn't think Dread was going to be any good because I, I because I wouldn't hundred percent very sure. Sylvester Stallone had played Judge Dread in the eighties, and that <laughs> movie was a complete piece of but shit. But think about it: if Sylvester Stallone is tied to it, besides Cobra, and maybe Rambo One, it's been a while since I've seen that. You almost saw it today. And really? Yeah. <laughs> and eighties. Um, Those are two things that if they're tied to something. One is almost a guarantee that it's dog shit, and the other one is like a sixty percent chance. Okay, well, let me just let me just <laughs> up that ante. A remake of an '80s Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> what do you expect of that? Greatness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Dread it blew me away, man. I wasn't that expecting movie it. Was awesome. And the the visuals when uh, they took this drug called slow mo that that Mama was uh, having produced in this building, mm -hmm. it was fucking. It was fucking awesome. And that's crazy that she ties in because one of, I took two notes. And one yeah, of them, Jack took notes for the first time ever in 200 and what? What is this? Uh, I said it just a while ago. Three? 203 episodes. Yeah. Jack's never taken a note. Okay, but one of them was slow-mo. You know, this movie had tons of slow-mos, but I'm imagining... And it was this was a beautiful movie. Yes. And we... It was in 4K, had the HDR on, and... It was just shot very well. And so I, I wrote down, like, I wrote down slow-mo, the, the drug. It would, like, really beautify some of the scenes where they're already going real slow. And, you know, maybe the camera would move around so you'd see all the glistening and you'd barely see them moving. And, like, the sweat on them is, like, all the different colors, like, in the movie. I do have a problem with the 4K in this movie. It was grainy. Well, but I, I looked it up. I know. And it said it was on intentionally record on 35 millimeter film. This could have been one of the best looking films if it would have been true ultra HD with all the colors. I mean, this yeah. this would have rivaled Mad Max Fury Road in 4K. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was great. I love the colors. I love the fact that the blood wasn't bright red. It was kind of dark. It was that, a nice that, crimson. It, it fucking worked. 
But just imagine if you could have seen that in like 4K with the great colors. Well, to me, the grainy, I and mean, we both saw it like around the same time in the beginning on the pillars. And then for the middle 90 minutes of the movie, I barely noticed it. I didn't really I notice it. No, it didn't no, I, me. I didn't. You know, I noticed it at the beginning and then, you know, you just get in the movie and you don't notice it. But if this would have been the super duper 4K with the awesome colors like Mad Max Fury Road, holy shit, this yeah. would have been fucking an amazing sight to see. I agree. It, it, I would like to see it, especially like the ocean scene where all the the ships are getting snapped in half and stuff. It already looked really good. But, but. it could have been so beautiful. I mean, it really, it could have been a fucking masterpiece fucking thing to see. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Uh, this is the 50 Cent Tour. <laughs> have you been playing in that since he said that? No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, so this is about King Leonidas in Sparta and, uh, Xerxes and the Persians are taking over the world. You can't fuck up this 50 cent tour either. Well, you just fucked it up by fucking <laughs> jumping in. Well, because how am I going to say it after you're done? This is, you've this never is been afraid one, to say shit before. This movie's a straight line. Okay. I'm watching. Can you shut the fuck up and let me do it? All right. It's about King Leonidas, the King of Sparta and, uh, Xerxes the uh, Persian god king is um, just taking over the whole world. And uh, he sends some messengers to uh, see Leonidas and basically says, surrender, or we're going to, you know, make you slaves, fuck your wives, all that shit. And so um, Leonidas basically says, no thanks. <laughs> and uh, then he takes out 300 of his uh, best men to meet the Persians as they come and uh, to slaughter them. And then later on decide, well, it's about over. So uh, we're going to sacrifice ourselves. And uh, But we're going to go down in history as the baddest 300 dudes to have ever walked the face of the earth. And it was millions of Persians. You, they knew mm -hmm. from the beginning. They're sending a message, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what the internet has to say. Whenever <laughs> you're not the last word, you're supposed to drag it. You know, because then it, it sounds like you're doing Leonidas, and then you don't drag the last word, and then I think you're <laughs> quoting Metallica. Like, Ooh, it, yeah. It's not. You're fucking it up. In 480 BC, a state of war exists between Persia, led by King Xerxes. How do you think you spell Xerxes? I know how you spell it. How do you spell it? X-E-R-X-E-S. Uh-huh. Spell it backwards, and what does it say? Sex-X. Sex-Rex. Sex-Rex. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in 480 BC, a state of war exists between Persia led by King Xerxes and, uh, Greece at a battle of the Thermopylae. Uh, uh, Thermopylae? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Leonidas played by Gerard Butler. Come on. I did that on purpose. Come no, on. <laughs> no, you uh, did Leonidas, not. king of the Greek city-state of Sparta. It's Greek. Uh, leads his badly outnumbered warriors against a massive Persian army. Persian. <laughs> Though a certain death awaits the Spartans, their sacrifice see, uh, inspires all of Greece to unite against their common uh, enemy. <laughs> the thermopylae. Yep. Stand by that. All right. So it's weird. So I'm pretty sure I can spell that too. Oh, well, put your money where your mouth is. I don't, well, I, there's one part I'm not sure about. I know there's a Y in there. It's T H E R M. 
O-P-Y-L-A-E. Damn! <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I've seen that word before. And in eighth grade, I did world mythology. I'm sure that's where I really heard it. But. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think the kill count was in this movie? Uh, Probably like 300. All right. So let me just go to uh, the movies with the highest body counts. The uh, Oh, my God. We went over this before. We did. 300's on there. All right. Number one is Lord of the Rings Return of the King with uh, 836 deaths. Wait, who who sits there and counts these? You know, robots. Lord of the Rings has like really big scale battles. There's no way they can like you know, and like the camera might zoom out some. Can you really like get a TV with perfect enough picture to fully count one of those movies? Maybe you have to report how many deaths are in your movie when you're uh, serving it up for ratings or something. Yeah, it, I mean, maybe because they know. Yeah, right? they, they would know. They yeah. filmed the entire thing, mm-hmm. or well, the problem would be if it's like small CGI, which which it is. Then a ton of it that would still be harder to count. Yeah, because it's like, not like kill counting Halloween, right? Uh, number two is uh, Kingdom of Heaven, which uh, has your boy Christian Bale. I believe he's in that. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's not. Um, I think uh, is that another medieval movie. I think Legalos is in it. What's it? What's his name? Orlando Bloom. Yeah, I think he's in it. And um, Christian Bale's in uh, like uh, Gods and Kings or something like that. He plays Moses. I think there might be a lot of deaths in that too. Uh, number three is the movie Three Hundred with six hundred deaths. That's kind of cool that it's even because that's a uh, whatever the word is for it, it is proportional to three hundred. I read that uh, with this movie, the uh, length of it. It basically averages out to uh, five people die every single minute in this movie, <laughs> on average. Which, I, I do have a comment about the length. Well, too bad. We don't have time. Uh, number uh, four, <laughs> what? <laughs> is this movie easily, they could have made it three hours. But, you know, they're, they're like doing something. They finally got to the canyon. And then it was almost like there's just a jump cut. And now it's time to fight. And I was like, fuck yeah. Well, yeah. Know, I don't have time to watch these Stupid movies where, all right, you're supposed to start fighting now. And but they totally could have added so much more shit in there, but they're like, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, other directors take notice. Although um Zack Snyder directed this movie. He's uh directed lots of uh, superhero movies, Superman versus Batman, or I think that's what it was. Uh, but he also did Justice League, which was I think two hours. But then he put out the ultimate cut of Justice League, which was like four hours and two minutes. Well, but I mean, it's so if you release a fucking superhero movie, yeah, you might as well release the entire extended cut because all the fucking superhero fans are going to eat that shit up like it's Stanley's turds. I, I don't think they did. Well, maybe, I, I don't maybe think it's who, who the fuck wants to sit through a four hour movie? My max is. Probably three. Anything over three, I'm I'm going. I better hear that this thing is fucking just one of the most outstanding movies of all time, or I'm not gonna fucking watch it. You you need to chop that shit in two, a part one and a part two. No movie needs to be four fucking hours, man. Yeah. Uh, he also directed Aquaman. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, with, with Braven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, all right. The opening scene is that uh, you you have a. Uh, 
a narrator, which was awesome. He is great voice. And he's telling the story of how you become a Spartan. Um, at first, when you're born, they take you up to the top of a cliff and they look at your body. And if there's one deformity, they throw you off the cliff and there's all these skulls and rib cages of, of fucking little infants down there, which is crazy. And <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy, similar easy to things that I've said before. Yeah, like a dumpster. But they, they were savages. <laughs> they didn't have a dumpster. They just threw it off a cliff. I, yeah. I, I provide shelter. Mm for ultimate comfortability. You know, there's such places as um, fire stations where you can just drop your baby off and there's knock on cameras. the door. They're going to figure out who I am. Knock They're going to see door my license plate. And run. Like, hey, uh, well, one, you're under arrest probably. And, no. And <laughs> how is... That's child abandonment. I, I think that's neglect no. in the fucking first degree. Like, I, I think there's a no questions asked policy. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Okay. There's no way I'm just going to be like... One day you may. Oh, here's my baby in a picnic basket, swaddled up. <laughs> Ding dong. That's why well, you let me run home real quick. You don't put it in a picnic basket. You put it in something else. A like, dumpster. No, God <laughs> Almighty. You walked into that one. You, you. Oh gosh, man, you just hand delivered that one no, you, straight to me. You like put it in a box or something, <laughs> so nobody's really looking at you. If you if you run up there, Little Red Riding Hood style. People are going to be keeping an eye on you. Oh, I bet he's dropping off a bed. I bet he's dropping off a You dress up like idea. a UPS man. You pull up. You put the box out there. You ring the doorbell and you go. Yeah, that's... Or a pinata. Put it in a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking more like a, a, a backpack in a public place. I just leave it. <laughs> no, then people then... are going to think it's a bomb. They're going to run away. <laughs> I mean... There's a pressure cooker in there with nails. <laughs> There's a pressure cooker with a baby in it. Oh, God. <laughs> we better move on. <laughs> I'm having to edit shit out. Uh, but anyway, and when the boy turns seven, they release him into this world of violence where you have to beat the fuck out of other seven and eight-year-old yeah. boys in order to graduate to fucking go out on your own in the snow with just a fucking loincloth on and a, a stick, a sharpened stick, and fight off a, a wolf, mm. a beautiful wolf. That wolf was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, that wolf was really cool. Oh, man, just black and glowing eyes and just a great growl. Big teeth. Oh, yeah, that mm. was, yeah. This movie had some amazing-looking characters and animals. and The CGI was outdated, obviously, so not all of it. Like, that wolf didn't really look good in the sense of, like, convincing that it was real, but it looked badass. It looked fucking awesome. You know, that's and it, a, it was close enough. That's another thing about this movie. You know, you you uh, you brought up, um, are, are they really out somewhere that looks cool? And I was like, no, man, that, that's green screen. I don't know how much of on location in any destination this was really filmed in. I mean, it, it would have been cool for them to have really gone out somewhere where oh. it looked like that. Yeah. But as we're watching the movie, because so early we talked about green screen, and just every... Just all the time I was looking and going, oh, that's that's green screen, even though I couldn't necessarily tell because it was shitty green screen. But it's because you were staring at it. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, that's green screen behind him and that's green screen. And then there was another part where, you remember when the dude, that, uh, Michael uh, Bendover, uh, <laughs> fat, fast Bendover, he came kind of <laughs> running up over a hill and was like, uh, hey, uh, a party approaches, there's only a couple of them. Yeah. I, I couldn't help but think, he's on a fucking soundstage in a studio <laughs> somewhere. And that's all, but, and wow. it just, it kind of hurts. To, to think... I didn't do that at all. That, well, but it hurts me now even more to, to think 
that this shit's taking place on a soundstage, you know, and and they got fucking seven ups just, you know, 30 feet out to the side that you can't see for when they like, yell cut. Yeah. Like, Get over here. Oh. I need cappuccino. Yeah. So uh, I, someone I, is sitting on one of those dumb little chairs. Like I would and they have the, the, the megaphone that's just a cone. The cheerleaders use. <laughs> I would yeah. I would never want to watch the making of this movie and see the green screen bullshit on a- here. Any, would, no. any movie like this, you know, like isn't the the two towers, Lord of the Rings, like the worst one? It's yeah. They ride the trees in it. Yes. And you know, they're way up in there riding trees, but really they're just sitting somewhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, oh, no. you know, like think about like a, uh. a mechanical bowl. No, I don't want to. <laughs> and they're just sitting on it and it's like I- slowly moving, making it look like it or and, you know, I, so I saw it like that in this movie. I don't want to. I don't want to be like this. I don't want this to be a turning point in you my life. Shut where I'm, the curtain. I'm looking at ignorance. movies and going, "Oh God, that's on a soundstage somewhere." I don't, you know, and oh, he's got some fucking ropes on him that, that we can't see. And I, I don't. The thing I don't about do this. Uh, Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka. Oh, that shit was real. <laughs> that's real. I would have been there by now. So he comes back from his pilgrimage, and and uh, he. They didn't know if he'd come back or not, and now he's he's yeah. king. They they leave him there, and then they're like, "Well, either he comes back, I know. Spartan, or he's out there eating." Yeah, crazy. So he's all grown up, and he's the king. And you have this uh, these horses riding in, and there there's one dude, and uh, they get there, and he pulls out this fucking like chain thing with all these skulls with crowns like on the predator. Yeah, basically saying, "Look." I'm not one to be fucked with. Here's all the the kings that we've killed so far. Submit, bitch. And it's just a fucking awesome scene. He's on this black horse, and it goes up on its hind legs in slow motion. And it's like, it, it looks so badass. And then he gets an audience with the king and starts talking to him. And then uh, Leonidas' wife talks a little shit to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how dare a woman talk to me or some yeah. shit like that. And then Leonidas says, let's take a walk. At that moment. Right over to this pit. When, like, he decided then. He didn't decide, like, along the walk. Yeah. He decided right then, when that dude talked shit to his wife, that he was going to fucking kick that dude into the big fucking pit of uh, despair. But at the same time, right before he did it, he turned and looked to his wife, who nodded. You know, that was, like, the the final confirmation. It's like, okay, all right, wifey, I, I'm I'm here now. Is Is it okay? He didn't do it like that, but I think I think, I think he, knew. he was going to do it anyway. I think he knew that's where it was going. Yeah, and he probably already knew that's what she wanted, but it was it was cinematic to look back and she's like, "Kill him." Yeah, so he do it. He backs the the dude up to this pit of despair. Which what? Why do you just have a pit of despair yeah, in the middle of your town? A Mariana trench with no water, right? And, and there, <laughs> and there's, there's down. There's no fencing yeah. around it or anything. There's yeah. kids running around. You know, mm-hmm. it's it just it's a weird thing to have in the middle of your town, and it's seemingly bottomless. And then there wasn't like you couldn't say it was a well because no. where is the the, no. the roof thing and you yeah. know like the bucket and the rope? It I was know. just a pit. Yeah, it was made for the like <laughs> they've been digging that for years just. It was very like, weird. The, it, the Oracle, the Oracle knows everything. So it should have been like, what should we do now? You're going to need a pit. If I'd have been that dude when we're walking toward the pit, I'd been like, what's that? King Leonidas, what, what's up with the big hole in the middle of the, the town? <laughs> the craziest part was him and Leonidas are standing next to each other. Then Leonidas walks six paces forward and starts talking. And of course, the guy is like, well, I guess 
I can't, I can't fucking hear you. And so let me walk in between him and the pit. Obviously, you come in talking shit saying, hey, basically, your children and, and your like wives and women kiss them goodbye and their buttholes. And we're going to kill everyone, basically. Their buttholes? Well, what, do you, what do you think is going to happen to slaves back then? Sodomy and okay. rape of all varieties. I thought you meant kiss their buttholes goodbye. No, I like, I'm, I'm, uh. and then kiss their tight buttholes goodbye because that's the last time they'll ever be tight again. It's like, why would you? Because he thought he was untouchable. So, so I mean, but really? Yeah. But come on. You're never untouchable. This guy has a, a sword on his hip. I know. And, and he is literally the buffest looking guy you've ever met. So it's, he, he committed, that was like signing his life away, in my opinion. He was backed by an <laughs> army of one billion people. Doesn't matter. He'd already, they're not there. They'd already, they're not going to save you. You're dead. He'd already conquered so many kings. That dude was fucking... But he ha- he's a messenger. He was confident as hell that nothing was going to happen. You're not going to fuck with me. It's like when I went to junior high school. Like all these guys that were my friends on the street were two years older than me. I knew they were, I was seventh grade. They were ninth grade. You're not going to fuck with me. Donald, Mike, Greg, those are all my friends. Well, guess what? A lot of times they were next to you. No. Or everyone saw them directly next to you in school and stuff. There was, you know, for him... He doesn't have the his big buff bouncers behind him. He doesn't have his bodyguards right there. AKA, he is vulnerable. He is a sheep who has left the flock over into wolf territory. Are you going to act pompous? Are you going to try and be respectful no matter what? He had the, the skins on the wall. It's called hubris. He, he, he committed the crime or the sin of hubris. Hubris? That's like the confidence pride word. Hubris. They said it in the movie about Xerxes, but he couldn't see past his hubris or something like that. But yeah, it didn't end well for him because uh, Leonardo, I mean, everybody's fucking seen the This is Sparta and the the kick right to the chest and mm-hmm. falling in the hole and Quake then all the other too. guys got thrown in there. So that was, that was fucking awesome. The first time I saw that, I was like, that, that's fucking yeah. cool. This movie is iconic in lots of ways. Definitely. I don't remember seeing Shadow Dong, though. No, I I looked for it in every shadow, yeah, and there I was too. never... Every time there was a shadow, I was like, where is it? Never shadow dong. There's there like wiener. So he was naked. I saw his butt, and his shadow was cast on the wall. No dong. There was another shadow, maybe later, and then there was one... There was like a big shadow as someone was walking up a hill. It was in the, like in the clouds, and I'm like waiting for the waist part to you know, reveal to see a big shadow dong in the sky. But that would have been too much like the Simpsons movie with the boobs, you remember? The big boob oh, lady yeah, yeah, yeah. epiphany. It would have been too comedic. And then a little boy <laughs> came over the hill anyway, and I was like, well, nope, I, I guess no shadow dong here either. It was a great scene, though, when after he kicked the dude down there, and it's that night, and he's just standing on, it's not even a balcony, it's just a fucking hole in his house, that just uh, looks over the moon and these cliffs and stuff, and he's just standing there naked and then walks back to bed. <laughs> Fucks his wife. That's... And she's horny as shit already. She was just asleep. He wakes and her up. That... How about your lips finish what your mouth or what your fingers are doing? Right. Like, damn. That's the most fictional part of this movie, is, is, a... to, is to go wake up your wife, and then she's just going to be a horn dog. 
It, it's it's. What are you doing? Think of stop. I'm stop it. But it wasn't unrealistic. Yes, it was. We live in the United States suburbs. She is a a Spartan wife and mother from 480 BC. They're they're fucking. It's like growing up there. Like I said, they don't know any different. That's just like how it is. <laughs> and also, I feel like if if you go back to 480 BC, I, I feel like the sex drive had to have been insane all the time. Why do you think that? Well, okay. Well, f- much further BC, I feel cavemen. Okay. You think they're spending all their time hunting and gathering? No, they're probably slamming pussy all the time. <laughs> don't. Oh, 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 they're they're they're, like, they're all Gross. they're buff. So and and they're always constantly working out, not like working out, but physical activity, testosterone through the fucking roof. They're eating like fucking liver for every meal. So they're they're going insane and they're, they're like on uber steroids, but dinosaur times. And I know 480 BC is later, but in not so not everywhere, but in fucking Sparta, these guys are animals. The women there are like I like these animals. And then you take one look at these animals and, and tell me you wouldn't fast bend over for Gerard Butler in this movie. <laughs> or half the fucking Spartans. They're all... They were quite the specimens. A perfect body does not deter sex Get from Get your hand any out gender. of your underwear. They, my Please. hands are resting on my... Now they are. Like belly slash waist. Gosh, dude. But how awesome would that be? Just to be that confident to just like, I'm just going to walk over here naked. I'm going to walk back over here naked. I and thought they, of that Being too. naked is very freeing, but it's not something that, that I ever do. But if I look like those dudes, dude. Yeah, then I'd go I, out I'm going to be like, ma- I'd be getting the mail. It's okay, naked. Dad. It's all right. <laughs> I know. Just, I, I need Looking like good, a Dad. black bar in my, I need like Google glasses or yeah. whatever. And I put a black bar over your wiener. Man, I would walk everywhere naked. Yeah. And. Being naked at any time, it's a shitty societal norm. I'm not a nudist or anything. I prefer clothes. But, like, so at night, it's like 3 a.m., y'all are asleep. Y'all don't come out of your room. For countless years, countless times I've come down for food, never does anyone come out of your room. So And and we have stairs, and so it goes up, and then there's a landing, and then it goes up again. And there's a mirror on the wall above the landing, so you can see from the bottom of the stairs to the top. You know, I go to shower, and I if I take my underwear off and put it in the hamper before I go in the bathroom, I put my hand in front. <laughs> I, I, really? I get the last thing I would ever want, ever, is for either of y'all to see my dick. Too late. Well, when I was a baby or yeah, whatever, you yeah. had to help shower it me and stuff. Couldn't have grown too much like, since then. And, you know, and then this movie just add some hair. It looks about the same. <laughs> and then this movie, when they're seven, you know, their their dads send them off to die. But when I was seven, there's the golden shower. You got a golden shower from you? No, no. You know, there's so many kinks, and I'm sure there are. I, I know for a fact there's some that I don't know, and we'll probably never find out about. But piss, I don't think I'll ever be able to understand. No. You know, kinks, people like uh, on Reddit and shit will be like, oh, yeah, you don't, you never know until you do it. You know, because people will be like, yeah, I've, whenever I was a teenager, I was so into, for example, BDSM. I thought it was so hot. I loved watching bondage porn and stuff. 
And they're like, and then I tried it for the first time and I fucking hated it. It was awful. So why, why wouldn't it be able to be the same for the opposite of, I find that repulsing and then someone accidentally shits on you and you're like, Oh, whoa. <laughs> and you're like, now I got to hire a, a prostitute to come shit on me, not poop on me. I want to know the situation. Get, then I'll get married and someone, and, and I'll have her poop on me. No shitting. Can we talk about a situation where somebody accidentally shits on you? I want to know I more know. about that scenario. The only one I can think of is changing a diaper, and if getting shit on by a baby oh. turns you on, then you got something else going. Yeah, especially because I've never changed anybody else's baby. So if my own baby shits on me, I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, like if you <sighs> if you work in like a special needs like early learning center, like there's other jobs, okay, where you would have where you would change other diapers, but accidental shit, I don't know. Or what about the lady at like Wendy's or whatever who pulled her pants down and shit in her hand <laughs> and, and monkey threw it at the people behind the counter? What if it was a... And you're like, no, I dare you to do that again. No matter the context... Please do it again. You can have some sort of spiritual or sexual awakening. It doesn't have to matter... I'm going to say no, I can't. Like what it is. <sighs> I, I do not believe... That if I got pooped on, it would do anything besides make me vomit. I'm fairly certain I would vomit. But at least pee, I think I would be like, well, it's warm. You know? <laughs> at least it's, it's warm. Cold. Is pee sticky? No, I don't think so. I feel like the it's last... salty. I know that. <laughs> I think the last time I, like, peed myself, <laughs> it was way too late to be doing it. Oh, God. I, it might have been... Like eighth grade? What? I woke up just my underwear is completely soaked in freezing cold. You wet your bed? I, in eighth I grade? guess. Some so singular what? incident, no nightmares, no no reason to feel like I should have. I didn't have one of those dreams where you're like, Oh, I'm peeing and it feels so good and then you wake up and you're peeing. Uh, Were you putting out a fire or something? I, I don't just nothing. Hmm. Nothing. It, I Were you like, with Steven Seagal? <laughs> in eighth grade? Like in your head? I mean, I didn't even know who he was. No, you knew. Uh, yeah, I, my underwear is all cold, and I'm like, wake up confused. I'm like, <laughs> and then the half-sleep confusion, I'm like, why have I have, like water everywhere? <laughs> like, oh. And then I put my fingers on it, because it, it was like soaked. And I smell my fingers, I'm like, that's fucking piss. And you know, I just came downstairs, and I... I think I threw them in the washing machine and just left them. Did you tell us that you went so. your bed? Maybe your mom hid it from me or else I'd have kicked you out of the house. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not like a cereal bedwetter, but... Yeah, That's was, exactly something a cereal bedwetter would say. Fine. I mean, whenever you start to be like 80 years old, you're going to be wet in the bed again because you're going to be... Oh, the regression. So the Spartans... Go and they just face wave after wave after wave. They after go wave. in a little bottleneck so that you know, in, in big numbers, the biggest concern is oh, we're surrounded. But if it's this big canyon and, and they know, can't get behind you, there's no flanks, they can't get past you. It's just, but you're basically just pushing a brick wall. They have to and funnel, stabbing them constantly. They have to funnel down into you so they can have mm -hmm. big ranks, but then those ranks have to get smaller and to get bottleneck. to you. Yeah. And so the first ones they face, they're just like slave soldiers. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they got nothing to fight for, and they just fucking mop the floor with them. And then it, just like a video game, it gets increasingly harder. You have to face yeah. harder and harder people. And With then like soldier soldiers, like actual soldier people. And then they send out the uh, the special forces, like the the immortals, <laughs> the the personal yes, yeah. And they have these fucking like gold masks on their face. They're silver? Are they silver? Okay, silver mask on their face. I thought they. Are you sure? Yes. They, they kind of looked goldish to me. There might have been some with gold, okay. but... It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but you said they reminded you of something. They remind me of those drama masks or whatever. I was about to... When you started talking about it again, That's it popped in my head. I feel like they could have been much more badass. They wouldn't have looked as badass, but when you're fighting with a, with a heavy like iron or steel or gold or whatever mask on and you have eye holes, like you're missing peripheral vision... Your he said peripheral peripheral vision. That's a hard word for me to say. And a lot of people struggle with that word. You know, it's it, a huge tactical disadvantage. It is. Yeah. It is. And they were the badasses of the badasses as far as soldiers went. But you look cool. You look menacing. But it's a but it's a problem for you. Yeah. And I mean, when they knocked the mask off one of them, he he looked freaky as hell. And then there was definitely some magic shit going on in this movie that I did not remember. There's a guy with like a, there's like a goat person playing the flute know, or like a guitar or something. I was yeah. like, just a human what? body I with. Don't a, remember that with a big goat head. This movie had some things I didn't remember, but some fucking Mad Max looking stuff. Oh yeah, there was a sloth from the Goonies came out uh, with those guys and, mm-hmm. and fought, and he was scarred up. Yeah, he was pretty badass. Um, didn't have the Superman shirt on. He should have brushed his teeth a little better. Yeah, he was amazing, and Leonidas ended up cutting his head off yeah. um, right at the last and second. One of the effects I loved about that head chop was as the head was following the momentum and tearing away from the neck, it showed like the skin strands. Oh, I didn't like, notice that. Like stretched to the snapping point. Like, uh, and there's like some material that in real life that you can like do that with where it looks similar to that. And I was like, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Even though it made no sense to be there. Cause you know, Leonidas put a sword through his neck like butter. So technically none of the skin should have still been attached, but I overlooked it cause it looked cool. And then another wave came where there was a, a big fucking dinosaur rhinoceros mm-hmm. heading toward him. I think it was just a regular rhinoceros. It was fu- no, it was fucking huge, It was man. pretty big. And uh, one of the Spartans throws a, a spear right in its head, and it's still, like, galloping. Do rhinoceroses gallop? Run. Yeah. Char- charging. It was charging. charging. Yeah. And he just stood still. And then it just, in, and, it, and it panned down to his back, and then it goes all the way down beneath his cape, and then you can see that the the rhino is is sliding because it's it's dead, but the momentum yeah. is still carrying. It. And then he just does a quick sidestep, and there's that big and fucking then horn pulls right there. A spear straight out, spear delivery service. There there was a the executioner. They built uh, walls made of rocks and bodies, and um, walls of just bodies. It was it was nuts. They they faced uh, some soldiers on like elephants and knocked them off the mm-hmm. cliff. Talk about the executioner. Arguably the coolest one. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Now this is straight out of Mad Max. This yeah. When you said when you introduced this as some shit out of Mad Max, there was only one thing out of Mad Max. Is this fucking guy? And that's what I thought of. But then I I've decided yeah. to kind of go in order. So some of the generals like retreated and came back. And Xerxes had this executioner, and. God, his head was like bald and fat and real weird looking. Imagine like a six foot eleven, 
really fat guy, like Patrick Star, yes, round body, yes. or like a, a mix of of like Juggernaut and Deadpool, okay, and, and the Penguin from Batman. <laughs> you know, like tall, big, wide, making shit noises like that. But his arms were cut off at the elbows and replaced by basically just like triangles, but they're swords. It's like it, he looks like a character I, I would have drawn on the back of my homework <laughs> yep. at like a disturbingly early age for drawing armless blade monsters. And if you would have like started at the his forehead and started panning down, you'd have been like, "Oh God, what the fuck is that?" And then you get to those sword arms or whatever. I and think they, they were had bloody. Like, yeah, and they. I feel like they had like some, like some jagged edges or something. Or yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Definitely but a little serrated. They were like, crazy what the looking. Fuck is that? Yeah, and he just chops the guy's head off. Yeah, you know they're holding the guy. He, he like fast bend overed, <laughs> <laughs> and they're holding him down like guillotine position but instead of guillotine they have that guy, <laughs> that guy so the spartans are just fucking mopping the floor with with everybody they're not really even losing many people at all and you're just thinking man th- these guys just can't be beat but uh leonidas dissed a uh, a hunchback earlier in the movie should have just said, killed him where he stands said bro. you you can't fight with us because we we fight as one unit you know you need to be able to lift up your shield i mean he was he chill about easy. it yeah he was he was chill about it but then the the hunchback i guess he'd been slighted all his life and this was his one moment that had been building up towards and you know he'd rehearsed uh, what he was going to say to leonidas in the mirror like every night and it didn't work out like he wanted it to and then he uh fucking turned traitor and uh got lured in by some pussy and decided he was going to betray. Some pussy he wouldn't even be able to get. He walked into basically a, an orgy tent. Well, how is he going to, what what position are they going to work out to where he can't lay on his back, he can't <laughs> stand up. You know, he's he's constantly fast bend overed. <laughs> like, it's going to have to be like full on, like the girl's like going to have to have full contact with her chest in the ground, like as face down, ass up as possible. Then again, I still don't really know how he's going to... Dude, you, you know a guy like that who never, ever, ever imagined that he was ever going to get any, who walks in a tent like that, he probably like came like four times yeah. before he ever bowed down before Xerxes. Or, uh, But yeah, Xerxes basically said, women... Fame, gold, gold. You're gonna get it all. And <laughs> he's just looking around, and he he's seeing all these these naked ladies all licking up on each other, and mm-hmm. yeah. But the cost is, tell me how to do the flank route. Yeah. Which and and he said, can I have a uniform? Yeah. And, and they gave him a dunce cap. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> all he showed up in. But so yeah, it would have been wrong for Leonidas to kill him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as at their first meeting, the hunchback guy is like. Oh yeah, by the way, there's this flank route. Da 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 da. Yeah. And then as soon as <laughs> you reject this guy and he starts blowing up, that's when you push him and watch him pop as he hits the ground. Yeah. That nasty thing on his back. That was a bad move. Was that do you think that's like mu- all like muscle and flesh and shit? Or do you think it <laughs> or do you think it's like a I know it's not just a, like a big blister like full <laughs> of fluid? Because it wasn't jiggling around. It looked pretty hard-packed, but I feel like I'd be kind of like begging for death, especially if I if my dad was a Spartan and I'm a Spartan wannabe, and, you know, the greatest glory back then, like the coolest thing to do is die because that's just so awesome. 
You know, I don't. I'll never understand. Like, man, I want to die for glory. It's like you're delusional. But if I was that hunchback, you already don't want want to really live, probably. Especially if your whole life has been trash because of it. But you want to die then with you, glory. Then though. you can't be a Spartan. So it's like, well, hey, Leonidas, you want you want to kill me? That's pretty glorious. That's as glorious of a death as I'm gonna get. No, then you go to Xerxes so you can you know see if he'll give you one last but chance. But then you died not in the glory of battle, technically. But you get your dick sucked before you do it. I mean, what do you think his dick looks like? I don't know. Not good. Think it's got a hunchback on it somewhere too. <laughs> yeah, probably. But then you you died on the wrong side, where there's no glory to be had. And you're a rat. Maybe glory, glory hole to be had in that tent. So like Vikings and they go to Valhalla or whatever and war boys and Mad Max. But you got to do do it right. So maybe the hunchback, he just, uh, you know, he's going to have to live with that. But then he becomes a, a Catholic. He goes back and he, <laughs> oh. uh, you know, he confesses and then he goes back to the tent and gets a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, from one of the priest eh. boys. <laughs> so in the end... There's only probably about 30 Spartans left. They're and, in a big uh, shield ball. Yeah, which is fucking which, cool. The, that's the phalanx strategy. It's impenetrable, and everyone watches out for another person so that literally everyone is covered. And there's all the shields, so you can't really get penetrated unless you... Fast bend over? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, Xerxes shows up again, and he's on this big fucking throne on this platform that's being, like gold and shit. being carried by humans, and it's got a staircase on it and everything. It's and, like the Cleopatra thing, but instead of having, what, like eight people? Because there's, the there's the two sticks on the front and the back. It's just a big square platform. And, you know... Someone in the middle is probably like slacking. Absolutely, <laughs> but that would be that would, you know, if, if enough people, like if their legs gave out, it's gonna be one big squish. Yeah, like that thing was heavy. Yeah, he was sitting like a beast on it too. And when Xerxes walks down his little staircase and he's gonna go down to the the ground, people run out in front to make stairs. That was awesome. <laughs> and crazy. all his piercings, mm -hmm. he has so much bling. Yeah. It was it was insane. So he shows up at the end when there's only like 30 Spartans left. They're in that little uh, shield ball. But he the reason for showing up is he wanted to see Spartan valor close up. Come on, hubris. You got to realize you're never invincible. Well, he didn't. At the end of the day, you're a sack of flesh with guts in it. He either wanted to see Leonidas kneel and he become like his, his war god or see him die. Like, he wanted to, to see how it was all going to end. Yeah. And, and so he gives him one more chance. He, he offers him everything. Yeah. Uh, you, you can still be, like, the, the little king of your town or whatever. Yeah, keep your land. Keep your woman. Keep your people. Fine. Everybody lives. But you answer You'll be to me. rich as fuck. But oh. you're not the boss. You got you to gotta kneel. And he does. Like, he takes off his helmet. He throws down his shield. He throws down his spear. And he kneels. And then he's just he's just thinking. He's just he is all a plan. And he thinks of his wife. And he's like, all right. And he gets up and he he throws the spear and it rips like the the side of the dude's mouth open, Xerxes' mouth open yeah. a little bit. Uh, it's like, come on, you know, a lot of movies do that. You where, have to be fucking just exhausted. Okay, but it's a it's still a movie, and I mean the, the it's a whole movie trope is. The real deal, you know, like John Wick, 
his average of bullets to people is less than the amount of people he kills just because he's that good. He's getting collateral headshots. He doesn't need to use 50 bullets to kill 50 people. He just needs 27, you know? And then, oh, the big bad comes up and he misses a full clip while the guy's jogging at nine miles an hour. And that's how I viewed this movie is like Spartans are the ultimate warrior, completely unbeatable, they're going against the special forces group that was called the immortals and they immediately just stab them to death. And they're like, yeah, they're not immortal. We are. And, and then he throws the spear and, you know, the narrator commented that it, he was far away. Yeah. But it, you're Leonidas though, you know, like, come on. So after he misses Xerxes, well, hits him kind of. Proves that the god can bleed mm-hmm. and what god can bleed. Which I feel like Xerxes was just as surprised that, that he could bleed. And he started, he's like all teared up and he's like shaking and, and then he's basically his face and like, stuff. Seize them! <laughs> and uh, yeah, then in the end, Leonidas is like one of the only ones still alive. One of the guys next to him, Mr. Fastbender, yeah. uh, was like, uh, it's a pleasure to die with you. And he said, well, it's a pleasure to have lived beside you. And then there's just uh, so many arrows it like blacks out the sun, which is a really fucking cool shot. It happened yeah. earlier in the movie it's, too. It's one of those things that exists that's like so surreal. You know, something blacking out the sun. Nothing ever blacks out the sun, but it was so many arrows that it was it was very fucking dark for daytime. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like uh what in like the Bible, the swarm of locusts or the like it's all dark and shit. Like disasters like that or things like that that you'll never ever see. It just it is a different layer slash level, whatever of cool. It's like, damn, arrow rain? What? Blacks out the fucking sun? Like, good luck with that, dude. Yeah, so that um filled him with arrows and uh, he died. I did notice it's funny the uh remember the the leader of the other Greeks that they teamed up with at the, the beginning guy? yeah he had a, did you notice he had like a a smallpox uh vaccination mark on his arm you ever seen those like somebody has like a well they don't really do those anymore so people my age and older used to get a, a smallpox shot and it was um it was round you like branded well if it like some people, it would. It would leave like a, a circular about the size of, of a dime okay. mark on your arm, scar forever. Like all no, of us. It wasn't it, just like a needle? No, I don't, I don't you remember. You got one? No, we all got one in the army. And I remember thinking, I wonder if I'm going to have that thing. A lot of people in the army did have that thing. It like scabbed over and then they just fucking have this, this scar on their arm. And I noticed that dude had one. So <laughs> that stuck out to me. Immersion well. breaking. Yeah. Um, one more thing before we uh, move on. The uh, Did you notice the music in this? If you told me there's no music, I'd believe you. So what kind of music would you expect in a movie like this? Like, um, so you know the, the I forget what it's called, the, the Darth Maul boss fight in the movies. Like an orchestra the, playing some cool know, shit. Dun, 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 but, but not that part. Yeah. The part where they're like, you know, like there's the, the opera part of it. I would expect more, you know, like, like an epic. What Dude, you would expect out of an epic. It was electric guitar. Oh, yeah, they, it, it was. Which, which is like, what? I mean, is it correct? <laughs> yeah, it and, was. And, and, the, and the correct, I mean, like, was it cinematically correct? Like, it wasn't the 
right fit. You know, there's 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 the jigsaw puzzle that perfectly fits together in music, like with the opera type, whatever epic music fits perfectly with this movie. But then someone was like, I found this piece under the rug. You you forgot about it. It also fits perfectly here. And like, wait a minute. <laughs> like I, I that actually that looks cooler. <laughs> so it's fuck yeah. Yeah, electric guitar. And dude, how many slow-mos were there? And with with guitar too. Now that now that you've said it, I've remembered it. We're we're gonna get to that here in a little bit. You I'm counted? Sure. No, 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 I, I didn't. But oh. I think we're gonna talk more about slow mo here in just a little there's bit. There's probably like thirty six <laughs> different scenes. And the fast motion. Stop. I, we're about to get there. Okay. Go. No, what do you what do you have to say? This is favorite parts. Oh. Okay, and that's okay. Um and you can't really nail down one in this movie. And you got the iconic scenes like the, this is Sparta. <laughs> That's not my favorite part. I think my favorite part is just the bloody combat. You know, like I don't. I, I thought about it as soon as it started happening, but at what point in human existence, for entertainment purposes like movies and shows and games and stuff, did everyone figure out that it is way cooler to watch someone get stabbed if the weapon goes through? And and why? You know, you see someone get stabbed in a movie and you're like, sit there and watch it. You, you, and you, you see it go in another movie, you see it go in their stomach and out their back by like a foot. And suddenly you're like a symbol monkey. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like what, what's truly like, what's the, it, it adds some gore and yeah, it, it yeah. makes it more impactful. But, but why, why is it so much better? I mean, it, because it is. But like. You can't really give that definitive of a reason. Because it goes through his back. But then you can counter with the argument where it's like, so? It's, it serves the same purpose. It, it like, it just doesn't really... I think it... But why? Why is it so cool? I, because <laughs> like, it, why does electric guitar sound so cool? Because well, it does. Yeah. It, it's the same answer. It's like, I, I, <laughs> it's like I, I'm not saying... It's, I don't prefer it. I always prefer it. It's cooler because it's cooler. <laughs> but it's like, uh, why? Because it's better. <laughs> but yeah, that's... It's like a vanilla ice cream. Good. Put some fucking chocolate sauce on it. Better. <laughs> why is it better? Because it's fucking better. Because well, it tastes better. Well, it looks that has better. That definitive reason. It looks better. It does look better, too. It looks more appetizing. But yeah, any, any sort of slaughtering combat <laughs> was my favorite part. So my favorite part was... In one of the beginning battles, it's just Leonidas, and they're showing him fight in slow motion, and then they would go to regular motion, and then it would slow down again for yeah. a stabbing, and then it would speed up while he's doing this turn, and then it would slow down. It was just this beautiful montage of slow motion. Slaughter. And fast motion, and yeah, slaughter. It was so fucking cool. It was probably, I don't know, 30 seconds worth, but it was, uh, it was pretty glorious. You're going to have to WD-40 your chair. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to cover my nose and my shirt. Are you... I'm just you, seeing. I'm very just, often... I'm just seeing. The, you guys can't see, but he'll double hand waft it up. So he, he lifts up one cheek like it's some Western movie where they're eating beans or something. Blazing it's like the VHS you showed me. Yeah. Yeah. He pulled out a VHS out of the closet the other day and put in like the tiny TV and it was just 
edited together clips of <laughs> fart scenes in movies. And it was funny, but that's mm. you're the only person who owns that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, was weird. Like Fifteen minutes long. Of yeah, just, uh, just people farting like in different fart clips. scenes. Yeah, you know my uh, my degree, my undergrad degree was in radio, television, film, and you know I did a lot of editing back then. I really enjoyed doing shit like that. And uh, one time I just thought it'd be funny to just do a compilation of fart scenes from movies, and so I did it. And it was very well edited. Uh huh. It it was seamless. Yeah, it was. But to go back to what I was saying, he'll lift his lift up off his chair using the armrests and then he'll sit back down and start double hand wafting it straight into his nose like it's like it's some dangerous chemical you know like that was like a big thing we learned in chemistry never smell waft which is like i don't fully understand how that's really much different i guess it gets dif- the, the particles and fumes get diffused or like disperse into the air or whatever. I don't do it all the time. I just do it in here to see if it's got a little something. You're taking records. To know if, you know, if if you're going to catch a whiff. You're, like how bad it is, how long it's going to hang around, and if it's going to get to you. <laughs> you're doing research yes, because there for a while. I put on my lab You'd coat. be like, oh, that won't smell. But secretly, there's like shit in your pants, and you don't know. And then I believed you mm-hmm. one too many times, and it smells like ass. And I, I can't deal. And then ever since then, I I don't trust. So now you're like you're gathering data, like doing a survey on a wide variety of people. I put on my lab so, coat. I grab a clipboard and a so pencil that you can start deciding. Oh, it sounds like that. At thirty percent chance of smelling. Oh, you didn't really hear it? That's going to smell. Or, oh, that one was hot? That's going to smell. Or, for some reason, your go-to is if it rips and it's loud, that there just somehow cannot be smell attached to it. It's like you had a bounce, a sheet of bounce plastered to your butt and you farted through it, so then it smells fine. Which, th- that that's a thing, if you didn't know that. What? That's uh, back when I was a teenager... Uh, and everyone's like, oh, I'm scared about getting caught smoking. You know, you, you get like a toilet paper roll and you would put a bunch of like dryer sheets in it. And then you would hit like whatever, which it'll, I guess it'll still smell the room anyway because it's still smoking. But you would get your hit and then blow oh, through the tube and it would go through like seven filtered you know it's the bounce sheets or dryer sheets smell great and they're filtered that's the most teenagery made-up thing i've ever heard in my entire life but it, it's real though although what? i mean it's obviously not foolproof yeah but it it's a preventative somewhat I, well made not it, it, you know what i mean it has an effect that's not nothing so let's do an episode right after eating chili and we put a, a bounce in our underwear near our butt, and we take turns like farting near each other, and and see if we smell we it or need not. More than one bounce, <laughs> okay? But that's what we do. We see how many bounces. That's also it not takes. fair. What do you mean? Why because not? Because say say we both eat just a regular bowl of chili right now. In seven minutes' time, you're gonna be farting. <laughs> you're gonna be farting bad. You're gonna be farting constantly. And I'm not. Yeah. I I don't get gassy like that really and i so i'd be sitting here 
Isn't this challenge fun, Jack? And I haven't <laughs> farted a single time. And, and you're you farted eighty five times by the first half of the movie being that's finished. A lot of research that we can do <laughs> in a short amount of time. Well, but that's that is that's incorrect research. That's that's like biased opinions because you're not taking like a regular diet fart and, and testing that. You're testing only chili fart. And that's completely tainted results. Like that is, it's chili farts. It's, it's going to be bad. All right. This is Bucket of Chicken. There you go. That's, for, that's much better. Um, there's at least one obvious one, one very obvious one. But I, I feel like Chris Bendover, whatever his name is. My, I love, Michael. Yeah, Michael Fast, Fast. Fast bender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't get one to say fast bend over. I loved him in this movie. And seeing you him, just loved him because you recognized him from Inglorious Bastards. But it was a bit of a pleasant surprise, but I liked his character. Yeah. I like maybe I wouldn't be giving it to him as much as his character. But his character was younger and was like real competitive with Leonidas's like right hand man, the captain. His son was also with them. And the two of them the the son and Michael Fassbender Fassbender they were like super competitive and they were they were the type they were super close saying all these jokes like you you even still here acting like they're not actually slaughtering everyone alongside you and they were the back to back boys and you know he also had a really cool moment where Leonidas was bent over fast bent over and you know he said. Um, it was before he threw the spear into Xerxes' face. It was while he was kneeling, and there's the ball of shields behind him. He says whatever the guy's name was, and he runs out of the oh yeah the the shield ball, like piggyback jumps off of Leonidas's back while he's kneeling, and slams a spear into some dude. And he was you know like there was a billion of the Spartans that you don't know who any of them are. They're just another buff guy buff guy number 43 you know that's them in the credits but then there was the name characters yeah. and he was one of the named ones and he was just really cool okay and the other obvious leonidas or, or i guess gerard butler either, either or because the, their characters are just as deserving as the actors in this movie i can't believe you didn't get it to leonidas um i was going to give it to just the the cinematography like the way they did all the slow-mo and just they had some really fucking great shots, really, really great yeah. shots. But you can't not give something to King Leonidas and Gerard Butler because I'll give him my butt. <laughs> You'll fast bend over. Yeah. Oh God, I. This is not an easy movie. Why but... did you not give it to him so I could give it to who I want to? Or, or... damn it, man. Because I didn't give it to him because it's that's the obvious slash safe slash expected whatever answer and it's like which we do all the time uh, yeah but it's like yeah duh yeah it goes without saying you know he gets one you know we don't have three to give out he's the but, king he doesn't need but one. that's kind of how i view it is like duh he already gets one let me you know look for another thing that i i really liked that maybe would fly other under other people's radar you know i do that not every time at least sometimes there were so many cool scenes in here with slow-mo. Oh, uh, yeah. They they did it a lot, but they didn't overdo it. 
They they mixed up speeds with slow-mo, really, really great. There was another one where Leonidas flew through the air the first time, and that guy had that big whip, and he chopped his hand off. Yeah. That was that was in slow-mo. I don't think... Was that Leonidas? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I got to give it to uh, the person in charge of, of the shots in the slow-mo, and, and just the speed and the way they did this film was just masterful. I, I loved it. I mean, Leonidas, great fucking character, mm-hmm. played really, really well. But man, I, I just, I'm a sucker for slow-mo and when it's done right and done well, and it was in this movie. All right, this is score time. And that was actually the one that syllable-wise it matched. I'll, I'll drop 100. Oh, nice. During the movie, it wasn't. It was, and then it was somewhere in the 90s range. But you look back, there's literally zero reasons to complain about. Like, a nitpick reason, somebody, somewhere that's a piece of shit might be like, oh, the smallpox ring. (laughs) You know, but that's... And the grain, you know, like, you can complain about it, but it's not a quality issue. It was a stylistic choice. So it's it it falls different under criticism for me. It's like, oh, it's not an error. It's like he was going for more of I don't really know what that really added, you know. Because as far as I can tell, all you needed was the color effects they did, where things would be really washed out except for the red cape, or the the colors were just odd in this movie. And I feel like that's all you would really need to set any sort of mood. I don't know what the grain did besides cheapen a couple parts and just be a little distracting. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't really complain about it. There's no... I, I'm seeing spears and swords go through people. I saw leg get chopped off, arm get chopped off, heads get chopped off. It, it's in tasteful amounts of blood. I guess I do have one complaint. You know, why, why were they always like freshly oiled up? The Spartans. I didn't notice that. I well, not maybe not like freshly oiled up, but like they don't have blood on them until like towards the end when they're being injured and you know it's been like three or four days of battle. But when they're running through slicing all these Persians, they're like in each confrontation, each Spartan is killing at least like twelve guys. Yeah. I want to see the blood on you. That would have been much better. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that until you said it. It's but- easy to not notice. But at the same time, it's also very easy to notice. It's been so fucking and cool. It's, but other than that, the blood amount, perfect, tasteful. I can't give it a hundred. I know you can't. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll do ninety-five. What? I was shooting for ninety-six and up. No, I'll, uh, ninety-five. Know. Ninety-five is like like a Jack's one hundred thirty. What? A Vince's ninety-five. Is equivalent to my one thirty. No, no. I'm, I'm saying that you're you're much harsher. You're much like what? What are you taking five fucking points off for? Um, smallpox scar. I was, I was gonna and, say uh, a fucking, I didn't see a, ringworm a, thing. I didn't see a dong in a shadow. Yeah, mm-hmm. you saw Ger- Gerard Butler's butt. Yeah, his, you saw his butler and his wife's pencil eraser nipples. Yeah, and the the I almost said the secretary, the <laughs> oracle. <laughs> it was real cold on that mountain. Yeah, it was. But then you got to see that nasty guy lick her face. No, I know. You know, I mean, it's a great movie. Ninety five is a great score. I know it is. It's I know. Just, it's 
you know, I could I could go 96, I guess. But you're only going to say that because I said it. I mean, 96 might sound better, but... 96 is a better sounding number All right, I'll, in I'll, general. I'll go 96. Than a, than a I'll, I'll give it a 96. I, and I can't really... I've been thinking about 98 a lot, though. Okay. Do what you need to no, do. I, I'm, no, I'm <laughs> making a joke. Great movie. Yeah. All right. Got anything else? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 203 of Movie Muggin'. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at MovieMuggin. If you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a website, www.moviemuggin.com. Head on over there. we got some links. Uh, one is uh, Ask Jack. You click on that, you can fill out a Google form and uh, send it in, and we will uh, ask Jack that question live on air. Uh, we also have a link of all the movies that we've mugged in alphabetical order. So if you want to see if we have done Justice League, just scroll on down to the J's and see if we sat through that uh, four-hour um, ridiculousness. We also have a link to our merch store, so head on over there. Um, the weather's about to start changing, and you need yourself some new long-sleeve shirts and a hoodie. So head on over there and see what uh, designs we have. You can also listen to episodes on uh, our website as well. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. You have yourself a uh, movie mugging day. See ya. Do I have a small dick? I don't really know.